All right, guys, welcome to the Fight to Finish podcast. On this episode, Cece and I have someone, um, how she would say, very well known in the cadre circuit of the GORUCK community. Uh, we have Glenn Flash Wells. We catch up with him and see what he's been doing since, well, well, well we catch up with him to see how he's doing during COVID, but he's actually uh, got some really cool things that he's been doing since retiring from the Marine Corps. So we hope you guys enjoy this very special episode. Thanks for listening, guys. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Fight to Finish podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. Um, It's someone that we've known for a number of years, but uh, we haven't caught up in in quite a bit. So we're excited to... uh, have our friend uh flash on welcome flash hey thanks for having me yeah absolutely um so how's corona treating you uh corona right um (laughs) so i live in georgia where um so everyone every uh, every state is like on this major lockdown but nobody really knows about corona like yes people are dying we know that uh, we know people are getting sick. We know that. Uh, and I don't know if I agree with Georgia governor or not, because we practice social distancing and we wear our masks when we go out because it's just, you know, it's fair for other people. Um, but like if we're out like at a park or kayaking, we definitely aren't wearing a mask. Right. Yeah. Uh, but Georgia is basically like, we're going to see what happens. Uh, <laughs> and that'll be like the test bed. Right. So like everyone else is like, Freaking out, quarantine, lockdown, bored out of their minds, and George is like, "Nah, screw you. We're gonna see. We're, gonna, we're just gonna check it out." So, it's uh, it's pretty funny. It, in fact, uh, Governor Kemp just uh, he's kind of fighting the uh, the mayor of Atlanta right now because the mayor of Atlanta um, is like, "No, everyone's gonna wear a mask," and the governor's like, "Well, I'm above you, so screw you. You're you're not gonna mandate it." Uh, so I think, I think the pro, like the biggest problem with the Corona thing is it became politicized. Yeah. And I don't align myself with a party because both parties suck. Um, <laughs> like it's, it's so bad. It's I'm, not I'm a two a, party system. Yeah. Everybody no. forgets about that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you completely. Yeah. And they, and they like, uh, in each party, they like, they just basically bend over for each other. Right. So like. <laughs> It's just crazy to me. Like, there's no, like, there's almost no one that is actually representing their constituents. They're just mm-hmm. representing whatever the party says, you know? Right? So if the party goes, hey, for now on, we all only drink blue Kool-Aid. <laughs> you know, that's it. And then the dude's like, well, I, I really like red Kool-Aid. And they're like, I don't care about your red Kool-Aid. You're only doing blue Kool-Aid. It's like, well, screw you. I'm going to drink my damn red Kool-Aid. <laughs> so... That's that's how I feel. So I do vote. I vote both parties. <clears throat> I always look at the person, not the not the party. Yeah. Um, that's that's a good way about going at. Yeah. At it. For the presidential election, I will do the same thing I did last time, and I am going to write my name in. Nice. <laughs> I don't think I would be a good president, but I know I'd be better than those two. <laughs> fair, I will, I will add you in as a write-in uh, write-in vote <laughs> as well too. <laughs> right. I have friends that are like. You have to vote for a party. You're voting. You're not voting for the president. You're voting for the party. And I'm like, I don't want to vote for a party either. And plus, I have to sleep with myself for the next four yeah, years. Yeah. Right? 
Flash 20... <laughs> Flash 2020. 2020, I'm, yeah. I'm in. I'm in the campaign. Of this, of this. I don't think I'll get as many votes as Donald Duck, but we can try. <laughs> hey, it's worth a try. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's how my Corona is. Nice, nice. It, yeah, Crow's definitely been interesting. Um, I don't know. We've definitely had our fair share of, of just Corona fear. You know, like you see it everywhere. Like, there's the people that are like freaking out about it, and then you have the people that are just, they just don't care. Yeah. They're just like, it's fake. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. I think that for me, I think I've discussed this with CC too. It's like somewhere in, in between. I think, you know, they're, like you said, like when we're out doing outdoorsy stuff, we're not wearing our masks, but when we're yeah. around other people, we'll definitely, you know, if we're especially grocery shopping, we're wearing our masks. Um, and, yeah. you know, we, we try to be as safe as possible because we, 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 we don't know as individuals. And I don't think there's a, just not enough information out there to know what it is. But also we're like, mm, okay, I'm not wearing a, a, a mop suit <laughs> when I yeah. go out. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. Um, oh, when it first started, we were like in freak out mode. Like yeah. my, you know, my wife's in the, in the medical industry, you know, she's oh. a nurse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was at school. The school shuts down, so it's no big deal for me. But her, it was like, you know, mm. she's around all these sick people all the time. And she was basically like in a mop suit. Yeah. And then she'd come home and we'd, we'd close the garage and we'd, you know, take all our clothes off. And we'd like put them in a bag and then wash everything, wash her before we even let her in the house. And then eventually <laughs> we were like, all right, does anyone even know what this is? Exactly, and then, and then you, exactly. you get a little information. It's like, well, it's like a flu and it, and it will kill people. But so heart disease. In fact, heart yeah. disease kills more you know, hundreds of thousands of people, but yet people still eat crappy food. So like how much do we really care? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I know that's a bad association, but I get it. No, I, I, I see where you're coming at. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> so flash, I kind of want to start off and, uh, kind of like with your childhood, like where did you grow up? How did flash become flash? All right. So I, uh, I grew up in Chicago uh, in and out of the city. So I was in the city at some points and then out of the city to other points. And I had a pretty rough childhood. Um, went from one abusive stepfather and next abusive stepfather. Uh, there was at times that I didn't live with my mother. Um, although, you know, she, she did what she could at that age. Right. So she was younger when she had me. So, um, I have no like hard feelings against my mom, but it, I did have a fairly rough childhood. Like I didn't eat every single day. Um, there was a one point, um, where I was going to a school and I was like one of like three white kids. Right. And, and all these black kids, they blame me for like, like, Hey, you're the, you're the reason why we're being oppressed. And I'm like, dude, I'm more poor than you are. Like, <laughs> like screw you, you know? <clears throat> and, uh, but the only way I was getting food when I was going to that school, the only way I was getting food was through the government lunch program mm. and they would take my food for me. So I would go like, you know, I wouldn't eat all weekend and then, you know, I might get food on Monday, but I might not get food on Monday because the kids would take it from me because they'd go, Hey, you're the white devil, you know? So, wow. um, it was, uh, it was what it was, but then, you know, as <clears throat> I, I was growing up, uh, it was more of a survival mode. So like, I never cared about school. All I cared about was like just surviving. Um, I tried to avoid my house as much as possible because, it, it, like I said, it was either one abusive stepfather after the other, or, <clears throat> or I just wasn't living with my mom either. So, finally, when I was sixteen, I just turned sixteen. I 
I left my house. I left it completely. I said, I'm never coming back in. I'm going to live on my own. And I lived with like friends. I would like, their parents would let me like sleep on the couch or in the basement or whatever. And, uh, eventually that didn't work out for me. So I, uh, was welding. I was really good at welding. So I did take the technical classes. Um, something like most boys, that's probably what they should do. They should go straight to a technical school and do a technical school for like four or five years and then go to college. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I did the technical thing and I was welding and I ended up working for a company called connect at K N A A C K. I think it is. Uh, but they made back the truck boxes, uh, you know, the, the boxes that go in the back of trucks. Oh, <laughs> okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I did the same weld. you know, I got a job there at like 17. Um, and, uh, I was welding the same weld every night from 7 PM to 7 AM. Oh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And then go to school at like nine. And eventually I was like, you know what? Like I'm dying. Like this sucks. Like you go to school from 9 AM to like two or 3 PM. And then I get like a couple hours of sleep and then go back to work. And I got to a point where I said, I'm either gonna, I either need to get an education or eat. And I was like, well, education is not a priority there. So I'm going to eat. <laughs> and, uh, I dropped out of high school, continued to work in that job. Um, <clears throat> so I'm doing that job for months and months. And one day I went into work and, uh, I think at this point I was 18. So maybe I did it for like a year. And I'm like, I'm doing my weld and I look over at this old gentleman and he was an amazing man, like real family figure, forefather figure, family man, like just a really nice guy, like really religious. But he was like, he was content with his job and he'd been working there for probably 30 years. And he'd been doing the same weld every night from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. every night. And he was content with it. And I looked at him like that he has a great life for him, but that life is not mine. Yeah. And I stopped what I was doing. I left. I didn't even finish working that night. Wow. And, uh, yeah. Cause I was like, sometimes you have to like, you just have to make that change in order to better yourself. Right. So mm-hmm. like if every day you go in and you're like, I am so miserable, well do something about it. Right. And do something now, you know, and then see what happens later on. So I did, I was, I ended up, <laughs> I quit that job. But I had no plan at all. Um, and when you're younger, it's fine because you're resilient. Uh, so I was homeless for six months. And uh, finally, uh, I found the Marine Corps, um, joined the Marine Corps. And it, that was the best decision I ever made. Wow. So that's, uh, that's, that's how I got to the Marine Corps. Being from, from, from homeless to joining the, the Corps, uh, what was your MOS like when you joined or did you have a pipeline in mind? Like I would imagine the recruiter kind of fed you some stuff. I mean, how was that conversation? Like, like, what did you choose? Uh, so for me, it was very unique situation. And a lot of people probably like, no way that happened. So like I said, I was homeless and it was like September in Chicago and it was a freezing night and, uh, go to the re- recruiter the next day. And I'm like, Hey dude, you got one week to get me in. He's like, there ain't no way I'm getting you in in one week. And I did have enough college credits because I got my certificate in welding. That was, that's why I was able to do oh, that wow. job. Yeah. So, yeah. So I didn't have a GD. I didn't have a high school diploma, but I did have a bunch of college credits. Um, so I go, you got one week to get me in a boot camp. He goes, that's not happening. And I'm like, I'll, I'll go to the Army, Navy, whatever. Someone's going to take me. And he's like, whoa, 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 calm down. Give me, <laughs> give me, let me figure this out. 
And he processed me in three days, and I was down in boot camp. Wow. Um, like, and it was, yeah, it was like an, a really quick turnaround, but it was like a very busy three days. Uh, but he got me into boot camp, and dude, boot camp was awesome. Like, they, I had a bed to sleep in. <laughs> oh I got God. three meals every single day. <laughs> I was like, this is the best my life has ever been. And everyone else in boot camp is like crying, and they're getting yelled at. And I'm like, dude, all you got to do is do what you're told, and they feed you. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting perspective for sure. Yeah, it's definitely. Yeah. A, that's not. That's definitely not like how they paint if boot I, camp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I break up, I apologize. It's uh, we're going through. Uh, we're in the Florabama area, and um, I don't think they're so caught up in technology out here. <laughs> no, no worries. Uh, if if we lose a disconnection, we'll we'll, we'll try uh, just rejoin the the meeting and then we'll just continue from there but no big deal thanks for letting us know yeah cool um so okay so you yeah got so uh, oh the mos yes yeah, sorry <laughs> forgot to add that <clears throat> so uh infantry i said i'm a, if i'm gonna join marine corps i'm gonna go infantry right so i did it i went straight in the infantry as a rifleman oh wow and then how how did you eventually get into marsoc so <clears throat> we uh we, uh, so I joined them, you know, I joined, went to infantry and, um, I met, I joined September 95. I met my wife in May, June. June. She's yelling at me. <laughs> June of 96. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um, so we met in uh, June of 96 and, um, and the night I met her, I actually told her, I was like, I'm going to marry you someday. Oh, and, that's uh, so sweet. <laughs> yeah. And then two years later, we got married and uh, she was doing, going to nursing school. And uh, we talked about, I, I did want to stay in the military, but we talked about her coming down to transfer her nursing degree down to a school down in uh, North Carolina. And it just wouldn't have worked out. And she would have had to do like a lot of extra classes. So uh, we decided instead of being so separated because our first year of marriage, I think we spent three weeks together, maybe. Whoa. <clears throat> so we were like, Hey, I, you know, I'll just get out and I'll come back in later on. So I got out, moved up to Ohio with her so we could spend time together. And, uh, I worked, you know, oddball jobs, construction and whatnot. I even sold cars at one point. It was, <laughs> I was the worst car salesman <laughs> ever. <clears throat> Cause like I was like, my, I don't think they like the Boston like me there because I knew what the cars were worth and what we could sell, sell it for. Ford, and yeah. I like, there was, yeah, there was no negotiation <laughs> with me. It was, they'd be like, yeah, I'll, I'll pay 30,000 for that car. I'd be like, Oh, you could, you could buy it for 22,000. <laughs> like, that was my negotiating. I'll hook you up. <laughs> so I never sold any cars for any money. So I like made like nothing. It was horrible. Um, so, so I, she finishes her degree and like the, like I'm telling you, she graduates. And the next day I went back to the recruiter's office, like get me back in. Uh, I can't do this civilian life. So I go back. He's like, I can't get you back in the infantry as a rifleman, but I can get you as a light armored vehicle crewman. And I was like, that's cool. It's an eight wheel vehicle. It's got a big ass cannon on top. I was like, hell yeah. I don't have to walk anymore. I was like, this is great. Uh, so I go to that school and, uh, become an LAV guy. I go to second LAR in 
Camp Lejeune, back to Camp Lejeune, and uh, we go to the invasion of Iraq. And I wasn't really like impressed with LAR or light armored reconnaissance, light armored mm-hmm. vehicles. Like they're very fine. They're very they're awesome vehicles, but they were like a subgroup that I never fit in. You know, yeah. so it just wasn't my. It wasn't my, was it? they weren't my people. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, some of the people there were definitely my people, but most, like, the higher-ups definitely weren't my uh, people. Got it. So, we're doing the invasion of Iraq, and I'm like, I, I watched these Force Recon guys, and they're doing some work. And uh, <laughs> I was like, if I'm going to stay in the military, that's what I want to do. That That is right there what I want to do. So, while we're in the invasion of Iraq, <clears throat> I'm running around the vehicles, for like hours and everyone's making fun of me and I'm doing pull-ups on the vehicle and you know push-ups and I'm like working out but like anytime we're not getting shot at I'm working out yeah you know that's pretty much where I was at oh, wow. <clears throat> so we get yeah it was awesome <laughs> so we get back to uh North Carolina and the, the day after I got back I went straight to Force Recon I said I want to join you guys and they said all right show up tomorrow morning at what zero whatever 30 and um, we'll do an in-doc for you. And they did it, and I passed it. And it was horrible, but it was awesome And at, at the same time. And they said, all right. So I, I do this, like, huge in-doc, like this, all these exercises. And I'm like, I'm dying doing this. And I finally get done. And <laughs> they're like, I made it. And they're like, no, no, this is just a ticket to try to get to us. <laughs> I'm like, thanks. So then I have to get my command to sign off on me going there. And uh, I get it approved by everyone. And then it has to go to the colonel. And the colonel goes, I'm not signing it. Oh, whoa. So, yeah. So I'm like, what the fuck? So I go, <laughs> I go, well, I'm going to request mass then. Uh, so what happens is, like, if you want to do something in the military and your commander says, screw you, you can always request to talk to the guy above him, right? Uh-huh. His boss. So I go, well, I'm going to request mass to the general. And the colonel goes, what are you going to say to him? And I'm going to say, well, I'm going to tell him that I'm getting out of the military because you won't let me do that job I want to do. You know, it's, you know, the military wants me to stay in for the, or the Marine Corps wants me to stay in for the Marine Corps. You want me to stay in just for you. Yeah. You know, and that's Ooh. not how the Marine Corps works. And uh, he goes, I'll sign it, but I, I hope you fail and come back. And I was Ooh. like, that was <laughs> enough motivation right there to not fail. You know, like, because I knew he'd screw me over. Dang. Yeah. So then I get to, you know, I get to the recon indoctrination platoon, which is, so then you go through like four months of like pain and suffering and every single day I'm like sore. And, and, uh, I mean like I've had, I got muscle failure a few times. So like I'm running and running and running and my right leg would just stop. Oh, um, shit. It would just stop moving and I face plant. And then like after, you know, 30 or 40 seconds, my leg would, you know, get the electrical stuff going again and I'd get up and go keep running. Right. Yeah. Um, we did ruck runs every single day, and uh, I had blisters on my back like the size of your fist. Ooh. And uh, yeah, it was horrible. I might, I'd go home, and uh, you know, I'd go home at like 10, 11, midnight, <clears throat> and my wife would, uh, she would clean it up. I'd go to sleep. I'd wake up at like four in the morning because yeah, you had to be back there at like four thirty or five. And uh, she would duct tape my back, which I highly do not recommend anyone ever doing. It was a it was great. Like, it was like, it was like satisfaction at the time, but like long-term, it definitely was not good. Um, because the duct tape stopped it, the ruck from sliding on my back. Yeah. Um, 
And then I'd come home and she'd rip the duct tape off and clean it. And so it was like this cycle over and over again. Oh. So I get through that and they're like, you passed. And I was like, yeah, I made it. And they go, no, no, this is just your ticket to go to the school. <laughs> I'm like, eventually they're going to stop fucking me, right? <laughs> or not. I don't know, whatever. So I get to the school, recon school, and recon school was easy. It was like like, like the, the last four months was so hard that everything Else was in easy. front of that oh. would be easy, right? So recon school was really easy. I mean, it wasn't easy, but it wasn't hard. Sure. And uh, it was a lot of fun. So you get done with that, and uh, and then they go, yeah, you made it, but you still are a piece of crap. So, <laughs> so in total, how how long is that that recon pipeline? I'm just out of out of curiosity because obviously there's so much documentation on on the Green Berets, on the Rain, Ranger regiments, and and, and yeah. the, the Navy SEALs. I'm just so unfamiliar with the, the recon pipeline. Well, the recon. And- has changed like tremendously over the years. Right. So like when I went through, it's totally different than the guys that went through now and the people before me, they went mm-hmm. through totally different because, um, up until maybe like 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago, it was on the unit to get their people ready to go to recon school. So like I did a four month indoctrination where like some people might only done a one month or a two month or, or some would do a six month. Right. So, um, and, and the training is all different. Now it's, they go to pre-BRC, pre-basic reconnaissance course. And I think that's probably a month or two or six weeks or something. And then they go to recon school, which is, uh, I think, three months. Yeah. But like with recon, it's uh, once you graduate your schools and you get the MOS, you, it doesn't end there, right? So yeah. like we're like a Navy SEAL, he gets his trident and then he's told like he's a god the rest of his life. Uh, <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> a recon guy, you graduate and you're told you're a piece of crap, you know? I think that's probably told, the Marine Corps in general. <laughs> you know yeah, I, mean? like, <laughs> I think it is. But it makes us better because it, you know, it's always good to have the humble pie that yeah. way you don't get complacent, right? Yeah. So you're always trying to be better, right? So even when I was, a, uh, you know, I had... You know, 20 years in, I still would remind myself, hey, I'm just a piece of crap. And I still have to constantly prove myself to to, to everyone else, you know. So I think, that's um, inter- I think that helped. I think that's interesting to kind of um, uh, it's very important for people in their own lives to eat that humble pie every day. Because I think you uh, become too complacent, right? You, yeah. The why do people become, you know, someone that used to be fit become fat? It's because they became too comfortable to complacent. If there's someone that just hates their job and doesn't move anywhere, it's become, become, they've become too complacent with, you know, too satisfied. They're just, they, they need to eat that humble pie. Kind of just going back to your own life, right? You just, you saw something where you're like, I don't want to be that guy. So you made immediate action um, to yeah. go do something. So yeah, I think, I think you're right in line with, <laughs> with, with everything. Yeah. Well, that and you like, you want to like, it's so easy to point your fingers outward, right? Mm. So, like, you have these two giant thumbs for a reason. They point at you. You know what I mean? Like, mm. stop pointing the other eight fingers at everyone else. Point the big, the, the two big thumbs. So, like, if you don't get a promotion in your job, don't blame the other per- people. You know, don't pay, blame the people that are that that do the promotions. Blame yourself. Why did Why didn't why? you yeah. ensure that you didn't get promoted? You yeah. know, like that, that. That's what I. That's where I look at. It. I think God gave us these. The the thumbs are the biggest ones to remind us that we got to point at ourselves. You know? I like that. I like that a lot. So I'm curious. So you definitely had like a very different background from um, 
at least like a lot of the people that are one and I know. Um, so I'm curious, like, what are some of the lessons that you learned along the way, just like through through your service with the Marines? So that's a pretty broad question. That, I mean, that can go <laughs> damn near anywhere. <clears throat> I think, you know, I always say like rule number one should basically be don't be a douchebag, right? Yes, uh, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, like you don't have to appease everyone, but also don't be a douchebag to other people. Like, you know, live your own life and live the life that you, you want. If you don't want to wear a damn mask, don't wear a damn mask, but don't do it in the, in the, that may affect someone else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so if you don't want to wear a mask, don't go to that damn store that makes you wear a mask. You yeah, know what I mean? Don't be true. a douchebag. Yeah. You know? Um, <laughs> so true. Yeah. That's, that's, that's probably, if you can follow that rule in your life, um, don't be a douchebag is rule number one. No, n- and number two is always be true to yourself, right? Mm. Be true to yourself. And and that doesn't just mean like, believe your own bullshit either. You know, <laughs> that means hold yourself accountable Ooh, is what I mean. I like the two thumbs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, even if you only have one hand, you have one thumb, right? So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So. And then what, what about, uh, in terms of like leadership? Um, what are some like leadership lessons that you've learned, uh, throughout the years? So, uh, for those that don't know, so I actually have a master's degree in leadership. Um, and I helped I did not teach. know that. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and you know, so I, and I was a leader for the 21 years in the military and, um, I also helped teach a leadership class at the law school and I've also done leadership seminars at MIT and a oh, few other wow. just, that's- yeah, not like, and you know, in a few other places and not, I mean, I'm not like, I'm not, I don't pat myself on the back. Right. So <laughs> I can always do better. And, and, but we, we, it's still good to be proud of your accomplishments. Yes, right. Absolutely. Um, so I think that the biggest thing I've learned is finding balance. And this is actually, my thesis was actually on this is, uh, finding the balance between transactional leadership and transformational leadership. So transactional is what we all think about. Like, Hey, um, if you do something good, I'll reward you. Or if you do something bad, I'm going to punish you. That's like the transactional stuff where transformational is like, Hey, I'm going to give you little guidance and see what you, what you end up doing with it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you can find a balance between those two, you'll probably be the best leader you can and the way you do that is you give a long leash for your followers or subordinates or whatever you want to call them um you give them a long leash but you also need to have the ability to pull that leash in when you Mm. need to right yeah uh so so when i say that that doesn't just mean let your employees or subordinates or followers bend you over right it also it means like you should still hold them accountable, but in a respectful manner, right? There's a, yeah. like, there's always a way to teach it. And I try to do my leadership the same way um, I raise my kids. And it's not that I treat, you know, employees or followers like little kids, but I also don't treat my kids like little kids, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I try to be a mentor, you know, try to be a mentor. That's awesome. I, I really like that approach, uh, especially like, putting it into perspective with kids. I think a lot of times we see people saying like, no, you can't, you know, 
treat your kid like an adult, like they're a child. And it's like, but why? Like, why can't you talk to them? They're intelligent beings. And so I I love that you said that, that you don't treat your kids like little kids. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely times where you're like, you have to put the smack down. (laughs) But I never put the smack down without explaining why I put the smack down, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the, that's the big thing is she, like the, people aren't going to learn why they did something wrong or how to fix that, that wrong without knowing why it was wrong. Right. Right. Like we never do the, we never do that. Cause I said so. Yeah. Like, just doesn't, that doesn't work. That, that happened my a wife, lot in my, my wife household. Is, yeah. And you're Yeah. My wife said it a few times. I'm like, well, tell her why. Like, <laughs> like, like, I don't even know why. Damn it. <laughs> my wife just gave me the look. <laughs> I can relate. Cece yeah. gives me that look all the time. <laughs> right. So <laughs> That's how we know they love us. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I, I fear that it's like glaring and it's like piercing me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Out of curiosity, kind of backtracking, um, and sorry to interrupt you, Cease. Um, it you uh, you you're in the well. Sorry, let me formulate a question in my brain before I spit it out. Um, <laughs> what do you feel about um, you? We were talking about the recon marines. I know recently uh, there was one female Marine that uh, can officially be called a recon Marine. Like there was only one. It, correct me. I don't know. Have you heard about that? The first Marine recon? I heard rumors about that. Um, I heard rumors about that. And I know one female passed Green Beret school. Yeah. So was- for me, the, I am all for it. Um you know, the guys that are, like, super against it, I think they have, they probably have insecurities, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, when they're like, oh, we can't have a woman because she wouldn't be able to carry me. Like, you know what? I can't carry you either, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> screw you. And I'm, you know, over 200 pounds. And, you know, at one point I was very strong. And I still would have had a hard time carrying you with all your gear. So, yeah. it's not that. It's whether the person can do their their share of the work, right? So, um I, I've never had a problem with it. I always, I always, the only problem I did have, so I, I always rooted for women to do it. Like, I think there's definitely a physiological difference between men and women, but yeah. there's definitely women that can do that very intense job. And I say, root them on, let them do it. The only problem I have is when it, it goes back to where our leaders, our countries leaders get too political and they yeah. when they get political is when everything gets jacked up and that's the way society's always been since the greek times right so like politics have always you know you need politics and you need politicians yeah. but they also screw us over sometimes so that's why like that's why we need to stop like keep voting the same douchebags into <laughs> office you know like even if you like whoever it is you know Bob Smith. Bob Smith's been in office for 50 years and, and we like Bob Smith. Well, fuck Bob Smith. Tell him to go get another damn job. You know, like career politicians like, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Career politicians are the worst, you yeah. know? Um, so that happens in the military also. So going back to the females in, in the special operations community, is I have no problem with the females making it in. My problem is the politicians that want 
a female again so bad that they would lower the standard. And it's not that one female that passes that lower standard that I'm worried about. It's the 50 dudes that are in the same class that yeah. pass that lower standard. Um, and then I, then I have friends that die. You know what I mean? And that, that actually happened in Marsoc when I was, I was helping run selection and, um, I don't want to get too. Sure. We don't have to go down. That road, but yeah. yeah. But they, there was a one point where a certain per individual was going to selection and the commandant of the Marine Corps actually told us we will make the course shorter and, and easier um, to try it out. To see, he go, and his excuse was, we just want to see if we can get more operators. So we're going to make it shorter and uh, easier. But his, huh. his, that dude's son was, well, whatever. There was someone in that class. Yeah. <laughs> we don't got to go into detail. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but we did end up selecting a bunch of people that I was like, there's no way these people would have made it if we did the 21-day course, the long course. It, we, so we went from 21 days to 10 days. Oh, what? I'm like, there's, yeah, so I'm like, there's no way some of these guys want to make it. And then what happened is, is they, got to the, they went to the next school, and one of my buddies got blown up by one of them because... <sighs> The kid was a freaking idiot, right? Um, so that's where I get worried about, you know, when you allow when you allow your emotions to take over logic, hmm. that's when we have problems, yeah. you know, and that's when people can get hurt. So, yeah. um, and for this case, it was like if they were to lower, you know, if they lower the standard just to let something happen that they want to happen, it it can be detrimental in other. They don't think the second and third order effects, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's why I'm at with it. Yeah, I'm all no. for it. Just don't lower the damn standards. I agree. That's not, yeah, that's awesome. So, so Flash, I'm curious. So you did the Marines for how many years did you do it? Like 20? Uh, 21. 21. 21 years. That's a long time. Um, yeah. How did you decide to get into law school? All right. So uh, I, you know, like I, you, you guys heard, I was a high school dropout. Yeah. And um, when I was at year what do you think? 17? I think it was that year 17 in the Marine Corps. And one of my buddies, a really good friend of mine, he was, he, he was finishing his bachelor's degree while he was active duty. And I was like, Hey dude, how the hell do you do that with that? You know, our job is so intense yeah. and so demanding. How the hell did you get time or have time to do, um, watch the car stuff. Um, how did the hell did you have time to get a good degree and he goes dude one class at a time so i sat back and i i do love this guy i love him to death but i was thinking to myself I'm like dude if you can do it i can definitely do it <laughs> <laughs> so like i've always had kind of had that mentality right like i'm not i'm not the smartest person in the world um i'm not the dumbest person in the world but but I, anything you can do i can do right mm. um so if there's someone out there that did this i i can do that also if i put my mind to it yeah. right so, uh, I go, you know what? Screw it. So I go to the little, uh, base college center and I was like, I wanted to get a degree. And they're like, what do you want to get a degree in? I'm like, I don't freaking know. And <laughs> every, I went to like, I think I went to 10 schools, 10 different schools and every school was like, dude, you don't have a high school diploma and you haven't done your SATs. You got to do your SATs. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I'm not doing the damn SATs at 38 years old or whatever it is. <laughs> like, screw you. Just get me into the school. I'll be fine. And uh, so the one school that didn't require an SAT was Vincent's University Satellite in San Diego. And I was like, I'll take it. And they go, what class do you want to take? And I said, um, what do you have available? And they, they were like, 
calculus and algebra and, and English and this and that. And then they said art history. I said, oh, that's my class right there. I said, I really love, yeah, I'm like, how hard can it be? I don't want my first class to go, you know, because I was like, I didn't want my first class to like ruin it for me and yeah. then not do any college. Yeah. So I love art and art, I already like, I do a lot of studying on my own anyways. Mm. I love art and I love history. And I was like, dude, combination of those two, I, I know I'm going to love it. So I go to the class and the professor is awesome. And I think her name was Karuba and she was just awesome. And I crushed that class. I got an A in that class and I loved every minute. And like before that class even ended, I went back to that uh, college and I was like, all right, what's the next class? <laughs> and uh, I was in, I was like, college is easy. This is great. Like I'm actually like, this is, I'm enjoying college because I'm learning things that I would have wanted to learn anyways. Right. You're just kind of guiding me more than just reading just a random book. Mm -hmm, right. Mm -hmm. So I go, you know what? We got, we got to ramp it up a little bit. I said, algebra is going to be my next class. So remember, I have not done any math since my freshman year in high school in 1991, I think. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, I mean, other than like, uh, you know, being a sniper, you got to do some geometry and being a breacher, <laughs> you got to do a little bit of algebra. Yeah. Um, but I had not touched math and, in, in you know, a lot, a lot of years at this point, I think 20 something years. Right. Mm -hmm. So I get to the class and the professor is, um, teaching and I'm like, I have no freaking clue what the hell he's saying. Like, he's basically speaking in, um, hieroglyphics at this point. I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't even know what's going on. Um, so I pull him aside after the first class. I'm like, I'm like, Hey man, like I'm going to need a lot of help. Um, I will put the work in, uh, but I, I need help, you know? So, that was a huge lesson that I taught myself, I think, at that point, and, and that I like to pass on to other people is, like, don't ever be afraid to ask for help, you know? Like, even if it's something that you think, I should know this, or they're going to they're gonna think little of me, who gives this? I'd rather someone think little of me for me asking a question and then knowing later yeah. than people think little of me because I didn't ask the question, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I asked him the question and, um, he did, he helped me. He gave me all these tools and I got an A in that class. Wow. Nice. Um, and I, I, I crushed it. You know, it's, it's, if I didn't ask him that question, I don't know if I would have passed that class. So, um, always don't ever be afraid to ask the question. If, if you think in your head and you're like, this is a dumb question, it's probably a dumb question and don't ask that one. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think this is like, this is the line I have, right? So if I think I had, I go, that's a dumb question. I'm not asking it. But if I ask the question, I go, they're going to think I'm dumb, then I'm going to ask it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. if I tell myself it's a dumb question, then it's dumb. But if I, if I tell myself they think I'm dumb for asking it, then I'm still going to ask it. <laughs> you know what? Uh, quick diversion going, going to our GORUCK connection here. I remember one time you were leading a class. I, I, what, what class it was kind of isn't all. But yeah, I remember, um, I remember you you had just introduced flash abs, and yeah. flash abs are basically, for the most part, like a combination of V ups and flutter kicks. Correct me if I'm yep. wrong, right? And yep. I remember you just said knock them out, and you knock out flash abs. And someone in the class was asked that stupid question of how many, 
And then you just picked an arbitrary number. And I was like, you're a dumbass for asking. We should just knocked it out. I was so mad at that yeah. person. I was like, you shouldn't have asked that damn question. Wait, yeah. <laughs> See, that's one of those ones where you go in your head, you go, this is a dumb question. I'm yeah. not asking it. Yeah, it wasn't me that asked it. I already knew not to ask that question. But someone, you know, inevitably is going to say, how many should we do, Cadre? And it's like, why the fuck did you ask yeah. that question, man? <laughs> See, and I always ran my events that way. Like, I try to be as vague as possible just to make sure it gets the class thinking, right? Yeah. And I want, you know, I like, it's not just for GORUCK. The GORUCK events for me wasn't just about you doing something physical and, and suffering and trying to go. For me, it was like, I want your brain to be engaged the whole time also, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, I always kept everything as vague as possible. Um, You've definitely had it, some fun events for sure. And I think... <laughs> Um, you know, very memorable for us. I think individually, even if I've done him with you or Cece's done a bunch with you or on her own accord, you know, and I think uh, yeah. it definitely is different in the sense that uh, I, one thing I like about how you ran yours, um, your events is you, you took like a tactical pause and somewhere in between some, some at whatever time and you just talked and you told stories. I remember one event you you were just telling like history stuff. And I, I was absolutely engaged, even though I was dead tired. And yeah, it just got me thinking about like the certain event or, you know, if it was one of those special events, you know, holiday yeah. events um, that if I never told you before, that's something I appreciated about the way that you ran your events. It's, it's, it, it is definitely something that um, is different and not more physical, but you actually added a little bit of a sentiment and thinking into it as well too. Yeah. 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 I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah. That was, I mean, that was always my goal. Like how, how do it's, it, you got to get something out of it also. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. and it can't just, you can't always just be physical. Right. Yeah. So, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think like one of the most memorable, uh, moments I had was, uh, we were doing the Google event and oh that was so fun yeah <laughs> and there was like this pole there and, and like you were like all right you guys got to pick it up and we're like dude there's no way there is no way we're picking this up like we tried like deadlifting it it was just like we were all like looking at each other like dude i don't think we can pick this thing up and you're like well we're not leaving until you guys pick it up and i honestly don't even remember how we did it but we picked that thing up <laughs> and i remember everyone's like oh my god i can't believe we did it but it was like one of those things where like we had to work through the problem and like yeah. we figured out a way to do it and i was like dang like if you just take like a little bit of time to just kind of try to work through the problem like really what what is really stopping you from achieving these things that you think are impossible yeah achieving anything right yeah. so that yeah and that's like the goal of that is like to remind you when you get back to like you might not be picking up a damn log in your life but you're like that challenge is a freaking log you know whatever mm-hmm. that challenge you have in your life you yeah. know it's a huge log and how you could pick it up. You could definitely pick up that log. Just how, to, how how can you accomplish it? You know, make it happen. Yeah. 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 I try so, to tie every, all my, I probably not, I, I don't share it all the time, but I try to tie all my events into something that you can do in your real world, right? Yeah. So, absolutely. I don't do so many events anymore. In fact, I don't know, I don't know how many I got left in me, to be honest, so... Has there been, sorry to divert, but like, has there been events during this time, like happening in the, like, go? I have no idea, to be honest. I got, you know, I got so busy with law school and, um, and, uh, oh, go back to that. I'm, I'm just like you. 
all over the place, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I always come back. <laughs> so uh, I finished that math class, and I told myself I would either um, I was going to continue school until I either got a doctorate or I failed, right? So, and I never failed anything. So I got my associates and my bachelor's in business, and I got my master's in leadership. And I decided what doctor do I want to go to? And uh, medical doctor is definitely not for me, and it's not because I couldn't do it. It's just, I don't have a bedside manner, right? I have no compassion when it comes to like <laughs> physical pain. Um, so like even my wife's like, you would be the worst doctor ever. Cause you'd be like, you'd be like handing a person a glass of water going, here's your fucking medicine. Suck it the fuck up. You know, like, <laughs> like that would be me in the ER. Like a dude would come in and be like, eh, I'm bleeding. I'd be like, dude, put a bandaid on it. Like, get out of here. You're wasting my time. Um, so that's why I didn't become a medical doctor. Uh, and then PhD, like, uh, you can help people, but, uh, I found that getting a Juris doctor, I'd be able to help the most amount of people. And it's very like, it's like, a um, a very flexible degree. Right. So that's why I decided on law school. Mm. So, um, yeah. Oh, and then go rock because of law school, I had to slow down a little bit. Um, yeah. And then I also like, I'm 44 now, but like my intern, my, the insides of my body is probably like, I don't know. So I'm, externally I'm 44. Well, actually externally, I look like I'm 25. <laughs> uh, my birth certificate says I'm 44, but on my inside, I think I'm 87. <laughs> <laughs> so it does wear and tear on me also. Yeah, um, of course. And it, I, it takes a lot, it takes a little longer to recover, uh, from events. So, yeah. so, so what, I, and I don't know if GoRug's doing events right now, to be honest. Yeah. So now that you finished law school, what, like, what is in your future? Are you going to go do the lawyer thing? Like, yeah, so I'm studying for the bar right now. Oh, that's pretty. Sorry. We're going over this really cool bridge. <laughs> no worries. Um, no worries. <laughs> uh, I am going to. I'm studying for the bar exam right now, which, uh, no idea how that's going to go. Um, we're like in limbo right now. So I'm just going to keep studying. I do plan on taking the bar exam. I do plan on practicing law for two years. So for me, it's, um, I want to give back to the state of Georgia, you know, cause I went to a Georgia law school, um, and I had a really good experience there. Uh, I got to help a lot of people. At one point, I was uh, helping uh, battered women women and kids. And that was really, um, you know, I know I'm helping people and it's for them, but it's also like helps my soul also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was good. And I, I decided I want to give back to the state of Georgia for a couple of years. So I did apply to a um, district attorney's office as a prosecutor. Oh, whoa. Yeah. So, um, as a prosecutor, some people will probably hear that and be like, Oh, you're the scumbag that put people in jail. And it's like, yeah, but I'm also the scumbag that makes sure that people don't kill you, you know, yeah. or, yeah, yeah, or yeah. like you or <laughs> steal from you. So, uh, plus I, you know, as a prosecutor, you control the flow of the court. So like, if there is, you know, I can, I can bring on, like, I'm not saying my office isn't honest, because that's why I actually picked this place, but yes, there are scumbag human beings out there that are in positions of power, um, but I can bring my integrity to the courts, and if there's a definitely, you know, if, if someone comes in that that probably shouldn't be there, then I'm not going to keep pushing a case like that, you know what I mean? But if there's a scumbag out there that's, you know, raped 50, 
15 women or, mm. you know, killed, you know, a kid, then I'm going to push hard for that. Absolutely. So I think yeah. the fact that I have, um, I think that integrity with me is, is what's going to be good. So, and I give back to the state of Georgia. So, yeah, that's awesome. I really that's, like that. That's my, that's my route. And then after that, I have no idea. And I'd love to, if any of you are listening and you have this million dollar job for me, I'm good with that. <laughs> <laughs> Someone needs because to pull move that Google Disney Google money. Are you? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, cool. So, if there's someone out there listening and they want to pursue something and maybe like they're scared to pursue it, they think it's not possible. What do you, what advice do you have for that person? First, uh, say the first part again. I got got a little broken up. Sure. Uh, if there's someone out there that's listening and, um, you know, they're thinking about pursuing something, maybe that's scary um, or, you know, they just don't think that it's possible. Maybe they think they're not smart enough or uh, they're not well connected enough or whatever, whatever it may be. Um, what advice do you have for that person? So I would say, like. There's a fine line between cockiness and confidence. And I don't think most people understand that. (laughs) So I don't consider myself a cocky person, but I do consider myself a confident person Mm. in the sense that I know if another human being did something, I can do that also. Right. So like, I am not the smartest person in the world. And like, like everyone heard my highest, my highest, uh, grade before I started college at 37 years old was basically my freshman year. That was really like the last, the last time I was in school. Right. So like I did do my sophomore year and I did my junior year, but I I think my highest grade in sophomore and junior year was like a D minus. Right. Um, so it's not like I passed anything anyway. So it's not like I was learning anything. So if I can go from, okay. Um, so if um, if I can go from nothing to nine years of college, then anyone can do that. You know what I mean? Like if I can go, um, if I can go from being this homeless, skinny, I was 142 pounds when I joined the Marine Corps. If I go wow. from this hun- homeless, skinny kid that never ate to a special operator uh, that, you know, ended up weighing, you know, like over 200 pounds, like, anyone can do it. Right. So I think that's the thing is like, people need to take those reservations and throw them out the window. And, uh, also humans biggest fear is not death. Humans biggest fear is change. Uh, get past that fear. If you can get past the fear of change, you can, the, the things that you can do is just, I mean, you're only limited by your imagination, right? So get, yeah, get past that fear of change and just move on. I, and I'm not afraid of, the only thing I'm afraid of is my wife. That's it. <laughs> fair enough. That's fair. I, I can, uh, I can relate as well. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> like nothing's going to hurt me worse than my wife can hurt me. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but nothing can make me happier either. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice save, nice save. <laughs> She's like, I will wreck this car right now. <laughs> so, Flash, we always like to end um, our podcast with uh, two questions. Um, the first being, if what advice would you give your past self if you could talk to them? And it could be like 
flash from last week or it could be flash from like when you were six years old or just any point in time. What's some advice you would give to yourself? Uh, I mean, other than the obvious of like buying Apple stock, right? <laughs> You're not the only person or that Google said stock. that on this uh, on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the only one that said that? No, no, you're not the only you're person. Not. We you're, get that a lot. We get that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so other than the obvious, right? Like yeah. the money shit. I would tell myself, like, I would probably tell myself, hmm, that's a that's a that's an interesting one, right? Because like where I'm at now is is awesome, right? So like would I want to change anything? where I wouldn't end up where I am now, right? So, yeah. like, it's that whole butterfly effect thing, right? Yeah. So, um, but if anything, I would just say, just do you, dude. You know? And I didn't, I haven't always made the best decisions in my life. I think, you know, I'm human just like everyone else, and I'm flawed, and I, you know, and I have made, those flaws have come out a lot, you know? Like, like they come out, you know? So, um, but... I've learned from those flaws. So I, I think I would just tell myself, dude, be just, just be you. You know what I mean? So mm. I, I don't think I'd tell myself really anything. Nice. I like it. So, so on the flip side of that, is there any information or anything you'd like to ask your future self? I would ask my future self i'd probably <laughs> i would let's see i would probably ask my future self i probably wouldn't ask my future self anything i would probably po- apologize to my future self i am sorry for the stupid shit i'm gonna do tomorrow right like, I'm sorry. <laughs> whatever that may be right <laughs> so. i like that answer that's that's great <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's the only thing I would be able to say, right? So, uh, well, Flash, I think we're we're running uh, near the time that uh, you know about about fifty, close to an hour now, and I appreciate your time. Uh, I definitely do want to make this kind of a reoccurring thing, or at least make another episode out of it. I'd love to talk again more, Goruck stories, more things, how you led, you know, your events and stuff. Get get into detail. Uh, but you know, this is a great episode to, to give our listeners a little bit more insight about yourself and and thank you for sharing. I appreciate it. Um, I think that you just like, you just have like so many like little nuggets of like wisdom that I I think like you shared a few of them today, but I think you have like so many more to share with the world and we, we'd love an opportunity to, you know, kind of explore those again in the future. Yeah. But yeah, but I do appreciate your time and, um, you know, definitely, um, oh, I, I actually, if you're willing to share, do you have uh, any social handles that you'd like to to share for any of our listeners if they're interested in following this this marine turned uh, lawyer? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, my wife and I just uh, we just started uh, a new Instagram page and a new YouTube channel because um, we wanted to share our adventure. So my wife and I love to adventure, right? So we love to go out and do things. And we just uh, started this YouTube channel and, and Instagram, and it's called Adventures of Flash and Mookie, because uh, her call sign, her nickname is, her call sign, yeah, her nickname <laughs> is Mookie. If you guys remember Fraggle Rock, uh, one of the little characters' name was Mookie, and her dad used to call her Mookie, and I just adopted that. Um, <laughs> and I've called her Mookie since forever now. I don't like if I call her by her first name, it's because I'm mad at her. 
right? That's the only time I call her by her first name. Um, M O O K I E. So I think it's adventures underscore, right? Here, you say it. I don't know it. Oh shit! We are the worst people ever. We'll find it. We'll find it. We'll find it. It's oh, it's adventures underscore of underscore flash underscore and underscore mookie. Got it. To make it nice and complicated. We'll definitely put that in the show notes, the links and stuff like that, and we'll definitely check and subscribe to the 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 social and YouTube page. We. We we love the that was a great surprise. We ne- we're not expecting that, yeah. so um, we'll definitely check out your guys' YouTube channel and follow. That's yeah. awesome. We just bought an, uh, a travel trailer, and uh, well, we ordered it, and it, com- it should come in August. And uh, so we're gonna do like an adventure once a month, That's and then so hopefully cool. put out like two or three videos a month of our adventure. So perfect. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward yeah. to watching uh, all the antics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'll try to share like some kind of like wisdom also, right? So like good. Like I try to add something smart in all my bull crap, right? So like <laughs> like there's all this stupid and there might be one like tidbit that might help someone and then and then I feel accomplished. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thanks for, again, thank you for your time. Uh, travel safe. And to- thank you to your wife for uh, letting you do this. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, we'll definitely keep in touch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, then we'll- and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll share your uh, the podcast also on all my stuff's also absolutely sounds great and we'll we'll, we'll let you know when it goes when it goes on uh when it when it goes live and uh we'll uh we'll we'll make sure we put again the the youtube channel and the the social in in the show notes and in the links so well it's great catching up i appreciate again i appreciate it please travel safe have fun on your guys's more adventures that you guys are headed to right now and uh stay safe yeah. Yeah. Same with you guys. Have a have a fun Corona. Thanks. <laughs> I don't even know what to say anymore. <laughs> All right, Flash. You take it easy. All right. Be safe. Bye. Thank you guys. Right. Okay. Bye. bye. That was a fun episode with Flash. Uh, just to go over who he is, uh, he was a well, a Marine, a retired Marine. Um, he was our go at Cadre on several occasions, both individually between CC and I. Uh, but as you guys heard, great nuggets of information. We hope to have him again. Again, if you guys want to follow him, follow him on his YouTube channel. What was his YouTube channel? Adventures underscore of underscore flash underscore and underscore Mookie. <laughs> Same with the Instagram, he said. Uh, speaking of social, remember to follow us on uh, f2fpodcast.com. Follow us anywhere you guys listen to podcasts. Uh, we no longer have a TikTok, uh, but follow us on Instagram at F2F Podcast. We also have now a uh, Facebook uh, page. Page. So uh, become a fan. Follow us there. We, we like to post some videos, some things that we don't uh, share on our Instagram. It's uh, F Fight to Finish Podcast or F2F Podcast. However you want to um, write in Facebook, we'll find it. Uh, That has been a great episode. Again, thank you guys for listening. Until next time. Bye.